Hello and welcome to Bought at a Price Caught Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Hannah Lima, functional nutritionist, but most of all, Bible lover. Today we're going to look at temptation. We're going to dive into God's Word and determine how in the world are we going to stay away from and overcome all those different things that tempt us. This could be any form of temptation, drugs, alcohol, shopping, food, you name it. Anything we know that we shouldn't do, but yet struggle to stay away from. Anything that God tells us we shouldn't have as part of our lives. There's a German saying that states, The devil catches most souls in a golden net. And when it comes to temptation, this is so true. Overcoming and staying away from temptation is tough. Its golden net takes on so many forms and waits to nab us with every single step. How Christians stay away from and overcome the golden net of temptation is what we're going to be exploring today. God calls us to live set apart from the world, and the enemy doesn't like this. He's constantly looking for sneaky ways to snare and get us into temptation. But we can overcome and stay away from temptation. We can defeat every temptation that Satan sends our way. Today, as always, We're going to be opening God's Word to discover our way of escape. If you go online to www.boughtatoprice.com forward slash overcoming temptation, there's a PDF with the scripture verses and questions from today's post. Again, www.boughtatoprice.com forward slash overcoming temptation. So I want to start with my story. The other day I woke up with a ridiculously high blood sugar, like over 400. And blood sugar really should be more 100. And I knew I was to blame. Ever since being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes over 20 years ago, I've struggled with food, and the struggle involves what I eat before bed. See, when I was first diagnosed, I was told that I had to eat a snack before bed in order to stay alive at night. Eating a snack before bed in and of itself isn't bad. What was wrong were the things I began eating in an attempt to prevent low blood sugar. After one too many scary overnight lows left me waking up to paramedics, I replaced my somewhat healthy snacks with Sour Patch Kids. That was 10 plus years ago, and for the last eight or so years, I've been trying to kick my Sour Patch habit. An occasional Sour Patch Kid isn't bad. It's that when I have them, I can't stop eating them. They're kind of like my Lay's potato chips. You just can't have one. I'll mindlessly eat one sour kid after the other, and before I know it, all the sour patch kids have gone MIA. Here's the problem. Kicking food temptation struggles isn't easy. Maybe you're trying to kick a tempting yet unhealthy habit. Maybe like me, you realize why you need to kick these unhealthy habits. But I'm guessing you also realize it's easier said than done. 
I can go for months without my Sour Patch Kids and do a great job of either not having a snack before bed or having a healthy, good-for-me snack. Then something happens, like stress or exhaustion, and that Sour Patch Kid temptation comes back, even though I know better and don't want them. Temptation sucks. It's hard to overcome and is great at coming up with all sorts of convincing excuses. My friend told me the other day, excuses are lies wrapped up in reasons. That quote is oh so true. God got my sour patch attention again when my blood sugar ended up at 400. See, poor food choices affect our physical health. All forms of temptation, when given into, affects our mental and physical health. You and I, as children of God, are also the temples of God. The things we do to our bodies impact God's temple. I don't want my food decision to cause God's temple to fall apart. I don't want what I eat to I want what I eat to build up God's dwelling place. How about you? Do you want temptation to negatively impact your witness or cause your body, God's temple, to fall apart? After waking up with sky-high blood sugar, God led me to His Word. And since there's a good chance you may be struggling with some form of temptation as well, I'm sharing what God walked me through. Together, we can make sure the things we do are building up and not tearing down the temple of the Holy Spirit our bodies. James 1, 13 and 14 says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, by his own evil desire, he is dragged away and enticed. The first thing we have to do when working to overcome any form of temptation, food included, is to stop making excuses and own up to our choices. Because we're surrounded by temptation, it's easy to make poor choices and excuses. Common excuses might include, but such and such person told me to do it. I couldn't help it. Everybody else is doing it. It was just a mistake. The devil made me do it. I was pressured into it. I didn't know what was wrong. God tempted me. Or, nobody's perfect. Excuses are an attempt to shift the blame off of us and onto someone or something else. And if the Holy Spirit has convicted us about something, we've got to take action and not make excuses. As Christians, we have to accept responsibility for our actions, find a way out, and ask God to forgive us. What temptations are you struggling with right now? How are you enticed or tempted? What has the Holy Spirit shown you? What kind of excuses are you making? Take a moment and share these things with the Lord and ask Him to forgive you. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, and 13 says, So, if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. I love the warning Paul gives in the first part of this passage. Be careful. 
He understood that we can be doing so well and suddenly fall back into temptation. This is what happened to me. I was doing so good with my before bed snacks and then gave in to a little deceptive voice that said, You need Sour Patch Kids. One sour kid won't hurt you. Satan lies. Period. We have to always be on guard and prepared to deflect his attempts to tempt us. How are we to do that? By turning to the Lord. He helps us recognize the things that tempt and cause us trouble, and He shows us what's right. God strengthens us so that we can run from all temptation. He offers us Himself as a way of escape and a secure refuge from temptation. The first step when temptation comes is recognizing and running from it. John eight thirty one a and 32 If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We won't recognize temptation if we're not spending time with God. Timing God's word is how we grow and mature as Christians, and how we also learn truth. Jesus is truth, and He's the one who sets us free from all temptations. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. John 8, 36. As women of God, we're not free to do anything we want to. The only thing we're free to do is follow Christ. And following Christ involves following the truths of God's word, not what the world calls truth. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you recognize anything that isn't in line with God's truth. To recognize truth, we need to spend time reading God's Word. Would you set apart a a portion of each day to spend time in God's Word? I like to read a portion of Proverbs every day, and it doesn't take a lot of time, but reading even one Proverbs can provide such rich guidance. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to Him in song. The Lord is the strength of His people, a fortress of salvation for His anointed one. Psalms 28, 7 and 8. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. This means our source of strength is with us 24-7. We just have to remember He's there and choose to ask for help. It's easy to make excuses when temptation shows its deceptively pretty face, but Christians are without excuse. The same power and strength that Jesus relied on while on earth is with us. God wants us to choose Him. He wants us to turn to Him when tempted, to use the strength that He provides to flee, and then to leap for joy and give thanks to Him in song when we've overcome temptation. Notice the battle terms, though, shield and fortress that David used when he wrote this psalm. These words mean strong protection. The shield keeps the fiery darts of temptation from making it to us, and the fortress means we're surrounded by an impenetrable wall. How does this verse provide hope when temptation comes your way? What does the Lord's strength mean for you? In what areas are you needing His strength? 
The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge and my savior. The imagery of refuge is so comforting to me in this these verses in 2 Samuel 22. I envision being in my Abba Father's house, a cup of tea in hand, sitting in front of a crackling fire, and God reading to me while a horrible battle is going on outside the front window. Friends, that battle is life. That battle is the gunshots of temptation the enemy's constantly aiming at us. The world makes temptation in all its forms seem safe. That's another lie. When we give in to temptation and those gunshots pierce our skin, damage is done, whether or not we notice it. But God has provided everything we need to flee from temptation and its damage. We have to be willing to stay in the refuge God provides. The moment we put a pinky toe outside the door, we risk getting shot. We have to recognize temptation and run to our place of refuge, the Lord God Almighty. Better yet, we stay in our refuge as we go about day-to-day life. This is possible, friends. God promises to never leave or forsake us. Where, in the past, have you attempted to find refuge? This could be places, things, or people. Anything we turn to in an attempt to feel safe and secure is something we're using as a refuge. I was using Sour Patch Kids to find refuge. How silly is that? What happened? They resulted in sky-high blood sugar that's horribly damaging to my health. How does refuge with God differ from the above forms of refuge? Is there anything difficult about finding refuge in the Lord? If so, what? And why? In closing, no matter the temptation, our response should be the same. We should go to the Lord. Then we'll learn the truth about how, as Christians, we're to live. When we recognize the truth, we can then turn to the Lord and ask Him to strengthen us. Living differently and set apart from the world isn't easy. We need the Holy Spirit's strength because we can't live temptation free on our own. It's too hard. With strength provided, we can run and find refuge with our loving Heavenly Father. How do we stay away from and overcome temptation? We recognize truth, find strength, and take refuge. I've provided links to verses on truth, strength, refuge, and temptation in the blog post version of this podcast. You can get those at www.boughtataprice.com forward slash overcoming temptation. Spend some time over the coming weeks studying each one of these different um, sections of verses. And always know, Sarah and I would love to be praying with you. You can always leave us an email at contact at com. In the next podcast, we're going to be providing some practical tips for overcoming food temptations and living free from the bondage food can have on us. Until then, The Lord is near to all who call on Him, to all who call on Him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love them. Love Him. Psalms 145, 
17 to 20. God bless.